0: are you doing? Leave me alone, Spin. You just walked out on your date with Hazel. She's sitting there. I mean it, Spin. Please, back off. What is going on? What is You your... won't understand. What? That you're a psycho? You just walked out on a date with one of Degrassi's coolest girls for your mom's pasta sauce. It doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. Oh, yeah? Then stop crying and explain it to me, because obviously I'm a moron and don't get it. Just because, Spin. Because why? Because I'm gay. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show where we're celebrating Pride Month early this year. hmm With a little uh, gay, gay bashing. <laughs> it's, 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 it's I love pride. to I love to kick off my Pride Month <laughs> with some gay bashing. Pride. Uh, I'm Evan Goodrich. I am Nick Sahoya, and I've been crying. I've oh been crying gosh. so much. Evan is a good... You know, podcaster and watches these episodes sometimes twice mm-hmm. days in advance. Mm-hmm. I am literally watching them moments before we record. Yeah, and you want the I, raw experience. I am a wreck. I just want to say, going in, I am destroyed. Let's continue. I am not destroyed, but I'm also very jaded. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so we are talking about season three, episodes four and five. Another two parter, and yes. this one is called. Pride, named after the song by gay icons. You too. Really? I was wondering if it was a song. Yeah. Is it an '80s song? Pride uh, in the name of love. Uh, parenthetical. Oh. Why didn't they in put the, the name per- of? Love. Yeah, that's a terrible song. <laughs> Why did they (laughs) not put the parenthetical in there? Because it would have worked. Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't know. (laughs) It would have been better. Sometimes they take artistic liberty with the titles, and they're like, we'll just cut off parts that we don't need. I love that they, uh, (laughs) have had, like, 47 George Michael songs, and now that it's the gay episode, they pick you (laughs) 2 Right, right. I mean, to be fair, Marco did get a George Michael episode last season. True, fine. So... We didn't want to, you know. double I just do. think U two is maybe the least homosexual music, so I, I, I have a bit of a, a qualm with. It. I like U two, unfortunately. Um, but oh my God. This <laughs> not is, like I'm this not like Avatar a, all over. I'm again. not like a passionate stan, but like I'm like I can not admit like with Avatar. <laughs> I, yeah, pas- number one Avatar defender, me. Uh, I don't know. Um, with or without you, good song. That's all I have to say. Let's get into this episode. <laughs> Let's talk about this episode. This is a wild sequence of events that occurs well so we start off low-key ish Mm -hmm. um and we open with marco and ellie on their way to join Paige and company for a beach trip because apparently ontario well i I guess I knew ontario has beaches i don't think they're known for their beaches is this on the great lake or is this on the ocean i don't there's no ocean they don't have a they don't have an oceanic coastline You know what's really funny? For the longest time, I thought that Toronto was more kind of like centrally located. I didn't realize how close it was to New York, and Mm -hmm. then it makes sense that's like, oh, that's why they shoot. So many things that are supposed to be in New York in right. Toronto, yeah. like that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, there's I, a cross I didn't put Niagara that together Falls. until like very recently, in, really. In my adulthood, uh, yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> I've never why. been there. I've never that's been there. That's why. Yeah, I, don't I know. mean, yeah, the weather's like the same, basically. Yeah. Um, so I just want to say, Marcos wearing the ugliest fucking pants I've ever seen. These are so hideous at the on the beach yeah yeah they're wide leg in a very disgusting way and the material <laughs> the That's material disgusting. looks like like i don't know like military burlap or something it was really upsetting yeah. And then the top is, like, a Hollister, California thing. It was, it was okay. a mess. Well, I'm sorry he's not wearing a Speedo. Uh- <laughs> I don't want this child to wear a Speedo. You're Thank like, you. where? <laughs> where is this Aussie bum? Oh where God, is the Andrew it. Christian? <laughs> well, we, probably some of the boys in the second episode. Uh, anyway, um, anyway, anyway. Okay, so... Ellie does not want to be there, in part because she can't stand Paige. Um, yes. And Marco, I Which like, is not an established thing, but I believe it right away. Right, well, you, just, you understand that, like, oh, Ellie does not seem like the kind of person who would get along with Paige. No. And, um, but I just love how, like, Marco is like, Paige is actually really sweet. And then when they meet Paige, Paige is like, oh, Ellie, I thought vampires couldn't go out in the sun. That's pretty funny, though. It's <laughs> funny, but it's that's, like... That's pretty good. Marco, your case, um, yeah. it's not the strongest. Um, also, I, I just want to say right now, Ellie's pigtail braids, very cute. She looks great this she looks episode. She's adorable. I mean, she looks like a, a buzzkill on the beach and like all, she's wearing like an all black ensemble with like a long sleeve black shirt. And a little uh, like lace a para- parasol. Yeah, a lace parasol. <laughs> to protect her from the sun, but not too much. We want quite a bit of the sun to come through because it is lace. <laughs> but we want to shield ourselves Also, there's no sun today. There's no sun. It there's is a, the also gloomiest no like Toronto day I've ever it is seen. The worst beach day. It looks like it snowed yesterday. Yeah, like it's so cold. It's <laughs> upsetting. It's they had to digitally remove the the <laughs> breaths from the film. <laughs> so we are also finally introduced to Paige's brother Dylan, mm-hmm. who is, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we know right away. Yeah, and uh, Mark's- and we and he's been already mentioned yeah. as Paige's gay brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in season one. So we're yeah. finally we're doing a callback. Here. Yeah, her brother's gay, and that's okay. Um, and Marco appears to be immediately smitten with this, with this man, mm-hmm. boy, boy, he's, he's in high school. He's a boy. Well, not yet a man. I, I, I do want to talk about the ages here. Can we lock down the age gap here? So, Marco, I, I remember in thinking grade. Dylan looked a lot older when I was a kid watching it, but watching it now, I'm like, they all just kind of look like kids. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, in universe, Marco is in 10th grade and Dylan is a senior. So, okay. We're so like a two year gap. That's yeah, not two years. That's not too creepy. I'm okay with it. I think it's fine. I, think <laughs> it's I don't fine. know. I think it's fine. Um, obviously, two your gap is nothing when you're adults. We've we just discussed this. We don't need to relitigate this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but like I do think uh I mean I, I had like a similar reaction. I was like, wow, they you know, he does seem like a lot older. But I think like it's just because Marco has braces. <laughs> well, I think it's just because he has braces, I think he's short. He, is, he short. is short, yeah. And you know, and Dylan is like obviously tall. Um, but like I don't know, like there are like tells I'm like, oh, this is like a teenager, like he has like little acne. On his forehead, which is like, yeah. you know, it's like, I think it's, that's what made him look so young. Like, it's, just, it's like, oh yeah, he looks like a, he looks like a senior in high school. Uh, what do we, what do you think of Dylan? What do we think of him? Well, um, if my opinions were based off of just what I saw in these two episodes, thumbs up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then we'll follow up on how I feel later. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of him? Like, like, do you think he's like, are you like, oh yeah, that's a catch? Oh, I mean, I like. I'm never on the hunt for, like, a tall top, but, you know, for Marco, I love it. Why not? Yeah, I remember being, like, watching these in high school and, like, not being into Dylan. Like, I was definitely more into... I thought Marco was cute when I was in high school. Yeah, and I Dylan, I kind of thought Marco was cute. I, and Dylan, I don't know. And I still, like, I don't know. I kind of thought at the time, and I think I still feel at the time, like, I'm like he kind of looks like a, a foppish rabbit. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I, I'll i say this, because I'm, I'm obviously kind of lukewarm in both directions on on Dylan. I'll say this good actor. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, I think he's actually really good. I think he always does what is asked of him and I think he is this very believable cuz I've I've met this gay boy a couple of times in my youth who's like I'm just going to be out and gay and I'm not going to sort of Let it define my social structures. You know, I've met this boy. Yeah, like a a certain self-assurance. Yeah, and like, and also like, sort of the knowledge. And I think, and I don't mean this like as like a denigrating way, but like, like sort of the knowledge that like he passes well enough. I think that's part of it. But that he can use that. He's like, well, I pass, so I kind of kind of have the courage to be more outspoken. Yeah, and you know, like kind of using his passing, his passing privilege, like for the benefit of like other queer people, like, in this episode? Like, I don't know. Like, he kind of defends, he stands up for Marco. So they all drive to the beach. They drive to the beach, and we get to the beach, and immediately Spinner starts acting like a big fucking baby uh-huh. when Paige asked him to carry a, a picnic basket with like towel beach towels on Re- top they were really gay towels though evan they <laughs> were they were so, they they were were so gay they were colors so gay, yeah. they were colors <laughs> could you imagine such a thing and he makes a homophobic remark about the picnic basket <laughs> he's like i look gay carrying his picnic this basket picnic basket um and... oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> is this a barney thumble no that's uh what's his name yogi bear Oh, okay. He always was trying to get are, the pick of it. Pick in the well, baskets. now I'm wondering, are they the same voice actor? Barney from the Flintstones and Yuki Bear? <laughs> I thought you meant Spinner. Anyway. No! <laughs> did, did Spinner voice Barney from the I, Flintstones? I, I think he did. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's very unlikely those are the same voice I don't actors, know. Maybe, I They're don't both know. Hanna-Barbera. I don't know. Barney? Barney, no, Barney from the Flintstone. Oh, then yes, almost definitely. Yeah. um, <laughs> I thought you meant the dinosaur. You just did the voice and I was like, oh, um, that makes sense. Almost um, definitely the same. No, guitar. not Barney the Dinosaur. Yeah. Um, and Dylan, like, clocks Spinner's homophobia, but then also concedes that that basket is, in fact, pretty gay. It's such a fucking gay <laughs> basket, y'all. Look at this fucking gay-ass basket. I don't know. I'm like, why are they all hating on this basket? It's literally just a picnic basket. Well, I think what you missed is the scene where... Page was picking the the picnic basket, and the other ones were so much less gay. Okay. I think if you oh, saw it, oh, okay, if you okay. saw the contrast, okay. If I could have seen the less gay, <laughs> the okay, really right, straight picnic right, baskets right. in comparison, yeah. this one is flagrantly. gay. <laughs> okay. okay, I by see. Far. I see. My my mistake. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Pr- pr- producer Brimp, I have something so important, so important for you. At two minutes and twelve seconds into the episode. They're all they've all picked up, they're all carrying the stuff to the beach. They're laughing. They're having a good time as kids do at the beach. And Spinner are says. Are you getting it what I think you're getting at? <laughs> I don't know. Is the... <laughs> Spinner says, Wait, where are the marshmallows? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, everyone,
0: yeah. especially Drake, bursts out laughing. Yeah. And I, I what only... <laughs> I really need, Brimp, is right here. Go ahead and put in the sound drop of Spinner saying Wait, where are the marshmallows? <laughs> what? I mean I can only assume <laughs> That they're all laughing at Spinner's bizarre enunciation of marshmallows, where he says it like, marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where are the marshmallows? He's so weird. Um, He's such a weird fucking kid. I don't know. And it's never been more illustrated in this episode. This is some of Spinner's best acting, which I think is uh, faint praise. Um, is, did I use that phrase right? You're damning the faint praise. Damning the faint praise, yes. Um, I think, I guess his erratic energy fits this really shitty kid. Like, Spinner's a shithead this episode. We'll find out why. Let's get into it. Yeah, he's an absolute shithead. So we're switching gears into the B-plot for a moment, and we have Spike, Snake, and Emma who are all still getting used to having a new baby around the house, but Snake appears to have a cold, and so Spike banishes him (laughs) from the house, from the premises, so he doesn't get baby Jack sick, which seems extreme, But I mean, couldn't he just go upstairs? Right. I don't know. Put on a mask. We wear masks now. Well, people didn't think of that back then. Mm. But, uh, if it's like he's leaving the house, he can't help with baby Jack. Right. You know, so just put him upstairs, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It just seems a bit extreme. Like, I feel like you just kind of like take these risks. I don't know. Limit exposure. I don't know. There's ways to do this without just banishing your husband. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. Your, your sick husband but all right, Uh, so back at the beach, Marco is starting to regret inviting Ellie, who is, in all fairness, being a total wet blanket. She is, and I will say, I got the, the weirdest little twinge of nostalgia at the shot of um, Marco and Ellie walking down the beach, and they're, like, bummed out, and you can tell this whole, like, charade's falling apart. I think this episode... I'll say this, I, I went into this episode kind of expecting to clown on it a little because of the pasta sauce line, which And we will is, be clowning on this. Episode. Oh, yes, yes. And that's the only part of the episode I remember, but like god damn it, I think this is one of the best episodes of Degrassi. I think it's one of the best ones. I agree. No, I think I think it I was stunned and the B plot's great. Like I it's it's a great episode. This is a great. So this I think is sort of held up in the canon of like great all-time like classic Degrassi episodes. And I feel like it, even because of like the sillier moments which we will get to yes like that is like in part because of those moments but also because yeah i mean this is just sort of everyone on their a-game and yeah. like and i know. think all the character, the ensembles like firing on full cylinder like we get little sh- glimpses of manny and hazel who aren't like mm-hmm. having main storylines right now but we see like where they're going in their journeys it's great yeah i mean this is also the first marco is the first gay character on degrassi yes um like we, we- in previous iterations of the show, they alluded, there were like plots around like, what if I was gay? Like, I think there's mm-hmm. an, uh, again, not haven't watched Degrassi High or Degrassi Junior High, but there was a plot line with, I think, Caitlyn where she like, starts to question her sexuality. Caitlyn ha- like, got a little bi-curious? Yeah, ladies? exactly, about like okay. her teacher, like she had a question about oh, her teacher okay. or something. <laughs> and she like, because like her teacher was like, rumored to be like a lesbian. Mm. And she was like, what if I like my teacher? What if I'm, what if I'm gay? And the teacher was like, Oh, I'm not a lesbian, but it, w- and you're not, and, and Ken's like, Oh, and I'm not gay. I'm straight. And it was like, but it would be okay if we were. And that's like the lesson mm. from it. it's like, it's like <laughs> nobody is gay, but if they were, that would be fine. <laughs> uh, but here we actually have a living, breathing homosexual. How great. Did you ever have a gay teacher? So, oh, so there was a teacher that I had in high school and she was my oral comm teacher. And her name was uh, Miss Evanstone. Shout out, Miss (laughs) Evanstone. And she was rumored to be, and I guess maybe she was. It was, like, a rumor that she was bisexual. She had a husband. But, like, apparently, like, in other classes, she had, like, divulged this. And she had a terrible reputation. And, honestly, (laughs) I I mean, and, like, I had a class with her. And so I do, like, I understood, like, well, I was like, well, you know, she's, like, got her quirks. But, like, I feel like she had a really outsized bad reputation. I feel like that couldn't. I couldn't help but be like, that was because of, like, her being, like, bi. Mm. And, you know, and also being Ostracized a woman. Sized for it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, honestly, kids, high schoolers can be evil. So, you know, and they can be really mean to teachers. So, I felt like that was probably just what was going on there. Did you have any gay teachers? I had a lesbian gym teacher. I cannot remember her name, but I remember she... Her wife also was a teacher at another school in the district. So basically everyone in my school district had a lesbian teacher, <laughs> uh, at least in their school, if if not being taught directly by them. Right. And the only memory I have of this woman is uh, I grew up in the suburbs of Seattle. So a lot of our gym was like, hey, go run this trail in the woods and then like run around back oh. to the front of the school. Oh, yeah. Eh, That's pretty crazy. But one time, the she, like, spent a long time, like, laying out, like, what the path we were supposed to run on was, and very early on in the course, like, a bunch of people start running in the wrong direction, and she just shouts from across the basketball court. She goes, what are you, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> it's my only memory of her. And then she had to apologize later. <laughs> oh, what a queen. Yeah, I loved her. <laughs> Slay. Uh- <laughs> Anyway, we cut to a very uh, Top Gun-esque volleyball scene. Um, It's a little homoerotic, but what I think is so great about this volleyball scene is Spinner, such classic Spinner physical comedy here. (laughs) Spinner sees three hot babes walking by, so he doesn't even look at the ball when it hits him in the face. And he's like, And then he falls down unconscious, which I don't think would happen because volleyballs are very light. And then... Jimmy and Marco, they are laughing and falling in the sand. Mm -hmm. And it's It's just just the funniest thing ever. Until Spinner gets up in the volleyball. Evan, it hits him in the butt. (laughs) It hits him in the butt. And then Jimmy and Marco, they laugh so much. It's great. Everyone needs to go watch this. comedy. gold. Everyone needs to go watch this five seconds on a loop as I did for about 20 minutes. That's one of the reasons I almost didn't finish the episode in time. was because I was watching the marshmallow scene marshmallows yeah and this uh in this volleyball scene i think i this is honestly like a very cute pure moment in (laughs) the show i don't know it's just like i'm like kids being kids you know i guess whatever it's just it it was forced (laughs) Whoa, you want to talk about forced forced comedy we'll get to that later on um so also like after the uh game of volleyball dylan gives marco some personal pointers oh my god Did, did this scene remind you of a certain other scene from cinema Mm, which one <laughs> okay and call and call me by your name okay yeah <laughs> the seed where oh like right oh rugby. he rubs his shoulder and then he rubs his shoulder at the after end After volleyball yeah and that was like the instance of their yeah and that's the first like physical contact so to luca de guardino or luca probably, Guaranino. <laughs> uh, i can't say <laughs> put some respect on that someone name. write it down for me and then i'll say it right <laughs> um uh yeah luca you stole this from the grassy <laughs> We know that you did. Shame. And that's the only bad thing about Call Me By Your Name. (laughs) Not the casting. I love that movie. (laughs) I will admit I like that movie, and I will not apologize for it. I'm not... I'm not... I'm prepared to defend that movie. I think it has a lot of merits. Next time on the pod. (laughs) Defending Call Me By Your Name. Um, So, you can just feel the sizzling homoerotic tension in this moment. And it is funny that it's a volleyball scene. That seems purposeful. Like... Right. The gayest sport? Yeah. Volleyball? Yeah, of is course.
1: Is volleyball
0: the gayest sport? Well, the Top Gun scene is legendary. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I haven't seen Top Gun. Well, I, I haven't seen Top Gun, but everybody knows the volleyball <laughs> I, I, scene. I mean, everyone was talking about the, the <laughs> volleyball scene, but I didn't see it. Um, I think rugby's gayer than Rugby's kind of gay, I guess. But rugby's also Australian, which is like the opposite of being gay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do not explain Do not explain that point. I don't think I need to. <laughs> Speaking of sizzling, uh, not homoerotic tension, just sizzling tension, uh, Ashley and Craig are in oh, the middle yeah. of making out. They're having a little make out on the couch. Mm-hmm. But then they're interrupted when Joey lets Snake in to stay for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are not thrilled by this news. No. But then they're having fun later. We'll, we'll get to it. Because of yeah, well. a scene in the middle, right? But they're having fun and then they're not. Well, they're having fun for a little bit. And you know what? I, I like to focus on the positive memories. <laughs> <laughs> so back at the beach, Dylan is trying to get the tea from Paige about what's going on with Marco and his love life. Yeah, he's and sliding on over, being yeah. like, "Hey, so." Uh, yeah, he doesn't. He literally say, "I thought he might be." You know, he does everything except for the. Uh, the he's, wrist yeah, flip. he's <laughs> like, he's like, well, you know, I just. I think he out. says, "Isn't yeah. he?" Uh, anyway. I just thought, you know. I think and, that's what he says. And which Paige made is like, laugh. he's not gay. <laughs> and then and then this leads to Hazel walking <gasps> over and delivering an iconic line. The best line ever. I'm freezing. Who's gay? Perfect delivery. <laughs> Hazel, you're a fucking star. Knew exactly what how to deliver Andrea, that line. Andrea, what's her name? Andrea Lewis. Andrea Lewis, you're a fucking star. We love you. That you, was, you ate that line. Awesome. I know, and this is why I want more Hazel. She she gets a little to do in this episode, um, but never is properly served by um, the show because she's very talented. I'd mm-hmm. like, I'd like more. I'm freezing. Who's gay moments, please? <laughs> she honestly is. I feel like she's a part of a lot of like the unintentional camp in these episodes. I think so. Yeah, I think she always just finds a way to be a part of that. She has, she has a very knowing energy about what show she's on. I, th- <laughs> I think that's there's a truth to that. Um. But Hazel corroborates Paige's story and insists that Marco is straight and totally in love with Ellie. Who wouldn't be? Ellie's the coolest girl in school. I mean, truly, I, who would she love has a to guitar? Have a, she strums a goth geo. She strums C minor chords for like <laughs> ten minutes at, on the beach while everyone's trying to have a nice time. <laughs> She's setting the mood music. It's an important role to play. I thought for, it was very funny because I thought, and we're jumping at it a little bit. But that scene where Ellie is playing the guitar, I thought it was just the the but, Yeah, the you music think it's the incidental and the music. But it's like, no, she's playing. It yes. is actually diegetic it's, it's music. It's diegetic to the scene. It's uh, very funny It's actually a pretty I was like, that's smooth. Yeah. That's good. Um <laughs> uh, and then a couple of guys uh are jogging on the beach past Paige, Hazel, and Dylan, and then Dylan and Paige just start crack-calling them. Uh and Spinner is horrified by this. But Jimmy's like, they're gay. It's what they do. Which, I guess, will be my ironclad excuse for if I ever catcall anyone. <laughs> it's gay. It's what I do. <laughs> Wait, I'm so disoriented. Who catcalls who? Dylan and Paige are catcalling these guys jogging on the beach. Oh, okay. Got it, got it. Got it. And they're like, oh, sweaty. I remember, remember the scene. I just didn't, I missed the thing right before it. Okay. Yeah. Great. It's gay. That's what they do. That, I mean, yeah, that's funny. And I'm sorry I stepped on your bit because I, like, tuned out for that moment. <laughs> but that is funny. Go. Thank, let's all I, catcall someone. Th- we're gay. We're like. Thank you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like Spinner's homophobia, it, throughout these two episodes, it's, like, very obviously, like, dumb and inarticulate. Like, in this moment, he's like, why can't they all just... Put them on an island or something. And I was like, hey, sounds great. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> talk about, a, don't threaten me with a good time. I don't know uh, if anyone has read uh, the recent Jonathan Hickman run of X-Men, but all the mutants are go... they Are they gay and on an island? Well, they, they've always been pretty gay, but yeah, now they live on an island. <laughs> <laughs> Work. Yeah, it's love, called... Love It's called Krakoa, and I would like a queer Krakoa, please. It's Krakoa. The island. Oh, okay. And, okay. And guess what? The island? The island is a mutant. The Island of Mutant? Mm-hmm. Pretty wow. tight. Spoilers <laughs> for this comic I will certainly read one day. I have? him over there. You can borrow. Them. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like his homophobia is, like, stupid and dumb and inarticulate, but it's also, like, kind of believable for those reasons. Uh, this is, I guess, the episode where Spinner works the best for me because <laughs> I this is who I think Spinner is. <laughs> like, yeah, a dum dumb. Yeah. And, like, a dum dumb who's, like, kind of, like, Almost not threatening in his dumb dumbness because it's so dumb. I don't know. I feel like it works. I feel like his brand of homophobia is silly, but it's also like that's I'm like, I feel like I encountered guys who were like dumb and inarticulate and homophobic. Yeah. In in high school. And, and from that scene, we go into the guitar scene or do we go back to. No. So then we go to we go Joey's. We go back to Joey's. And, uh, They're playing a game. Snake and Crack are playing a snowboarding video game, which according to the Degrassi wiki <laughs> is entitled. Amped, colon, Freestyle Snowboarding for Xbox. I believe I remember that game. I did not have an Xbox, but I think I just remember ads for it. I did not play any sports games, so this is not on my radar. Well, I played some snowboarding games, because that that first... Extreme sports didn't qualify as sports for me. Like, I played Tony Hawk, and, um... I, oh, yeah, people loved it. I did play Tony Hawk, yeah, actually. And I would play Snowboard Kids. <laughs> I would not. Snowboard Kids was pretty fun. I was busy playing they Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Tetis <laughs> Absolutely, Titus and Yuna. The, Yuna mm-hmm. can't forget about Yuna. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy X too. Uh, oh, oh, well, that's that's what <laughs> do you want to talk about coming out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my coming out. <laughs> Let's have a dress up RPG. <laughs> um, and I love how like Ashley's just like sitting silently between the two of them, which is like I feel like the the cross that any uh girlfriend of a gamer has to bear, mm. just sitting while your boyfriend is. I don't know. Games are fun, Ashley. Why don't you pick up and play around? You don't have to be good at it. I don't know. I wouldn't play the snowboarding game. I would. (laughs) (laughs) But then Snake suddenly feels very sick. Yeah, he gets so excited because he wins. He wins. He he stands up and he's hooting, hollering. Hooting, hollering. And then he has like a nosebleed out of nowhere. And he like falls down, and and as he kind of gets back up, he's having a nosebleed. Yeah. And uh, this really disturbs Craig and Ashley. And I think it's handled in a really, like, realistic way with Snake kind of trying to underplay it, and... Yeah, he's like, let's get back to games. And man. honestly, at this point, it could still be nothing. So I think I think they're handling this whole B storyline really well. Let's proceed. Yeah, we'll see where this goes. And then, so we're back at the beach, and they're all roasting weenies and marshmallows! Marshmallows. Marshmallows. While Ellie is, again, sitting alone, playing the guitar, mm-hmm. uh, and then Spinner, who is still under the impression that Marco and Ellie are dating he like urges Marco to go and be intimate with Ellie. Yeah. And this is like a weird thing that he does sort of throughout these two episodes where he's like very invested in Marco dating someone. Mm -hmm. And it kind of works for me because I do think he says at a certain point in the episode, like, yeah, Marco and I have basically become best friends. Like, Clearly something has happened in the last few episodes. They've gotten really close. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of the first challenge of their friendship. How will it go? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, not well in this moment. because (laughs) Ellie's like, no, I broke up with you. (laughs) Yeah. And I really believed how this scene went down with Marco just walking away. Yeah. Cause well, so I love this scene because so yeah, so Ellie tells everyone that, you know, they broke up. And so then Marco goes to like the rocks on the, on the water and then Dylan joins him, and they have this like little. They don't say anything. They don't so they, say anything. They just sit next to each other, and, and have I this thought this little that was nice moment. because that's that's exactly where Marco's at. He he knows something's wrong, but he's not ready to talk about it yet. And Dylan doesn't great. like push him to talk yeah. about it. He's just like I'm here for you. It was great. He was yeah. being a really good friend. I liked that. Yeah. Well, it's like, and you get the feeling that like Dylan know Dylan knows what's up here. Like Dylan I mean, Dylan would... is older than all these kids, and he knows. Like, oh, I know what you're going through. Yeah. I'm not gonna say it because I know you're not ready to talk about it he's willing to, like, entertain Marco's, like, being upset about being, you know, broken up with by a girl, even though we all know mm-hmm. this wasn't a real relationship. So I thought, yeah, great moment. Great um, moment, I liked it. And then back at school, Spinner is shocked that Marco and Ellie have broken up. Yes. But Paige is starting to wonder if Dylan was onto something about suggesting that Marco is gay. And Spinner's like, what? No. No. What? No. That's fucking no! No, Paige. No. no! (laughs) (laughs) I think it's kind of fucked up, though, for Paige to bring this up to her, like, openly homophobic boyfriend. Well, I'll defend Paige a little bit in this. I think she's picking her battles and she imagines a world where if she plays everything right, she can kind of guide him in the right direction. So I'll defend Paige a little. She could have pushed him a little more. She is coddling him a little too much at certain points. It's like, you can't be homophobic. I have a gay brother. Mm -hmm. But I do think, like, if her plan is not to break up with this boy over his homophobia, she is doing... Things that I think make sense to try and like guide him away from that. Right. Well, this kind of touches on something I was gonna bring it up later, but I feel like now's a good time to bring it up. Like this, these two episodes, they kind of treat Spinner's homophobia, like they treat Spinner, they take him so unseriously and his yeah. homophobia so unseriously that like they don't really like. Bo- it's not even like worth engaging with. Yeah. Right. And so in this moment, Paige is like, yeah, like oh, he'll come around, like whatever, yeah. just like. She doesn't think it's a big deal because she knows that like Spinner probably will come around. Mm-hmm. I guess the show by extension is like, oh, Spinner will come around. Yeah. yeah, that's the belief. But and I think that you're onto something in the way it's being portrayed, and I think that is why the ending of this two parter works so well. And we'll talk about that when mm-hmm. we get to it. Teasing so Paige is like immediately like just shipping Marco with her brother, which yeah. is funny. Um, well, they're the only two gay people in Toronto. They're the Toronto, only two gay so. people in Toronto. <laughs> they, gotta, they gotta make this work. I want to say, I know I'm ragging on Marco's fashion quite a bit this episode, but did you notice his weird, like, puka shell necklace? Mm-hmm. It was really ugly. <laughs> I thought you loved puka shell necklace. This this was a weird puka shell necklace. They looked like little ceramic popcorns. <laughs> they were so strange. They looked like rock candy. Was it just because they were, like, thick? Or... I, they were thick and they were jagged. And they were divided weirdly. Mm. So there was, like, brown beading in between the puka shells. And then you have, like, a mound of jagged puka shells. It was ugly. I don't we know. have a puka shell connoisseur here. I didn't like it. Uh- <laughs> if we ever do merch, we should sell puka shells. <laughs> <laughs> I'll string him myself. I'll go down to Venice and pick up some stuff <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I, love just, I just love Spinner's like, no way. Marco is definitely not gay. And then like, meanwhile, Marco is wearing a hockey jersey to impress Dylan. Yeah, which is very funny. <laughs> like right after, juxtaposed with that scene. <laughs> um, even though Marco does not know anything about hockey, which is like immediately clocked by Spinner. And that when like, says- sort of like, Gotcha. He's like, "Hey, I don't even remember the line." Like, the, the, the train what to the, the Redskins. The, the train to the Redskins, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I think they're gonna be like really helpful. His skating skills are gonna come in handy." And he's like, "Dude, that's football or whatever." That is what he said. Yeah. But I think it would be funny if that scene ended with like. Dude, that team name is really problematic. Why didn't you have an issue with it? (laughs) Are you gay? (laughs) Spinner's actually woke. Yeah, Spinner's got some blind spots, but he's mostly woke. Uh, And then we get the first appearance of Jay, which shocked me. Yes, Jay Hogarth. Shocked. Dylan is her... So we are introduced to Jay in the most Jay way possible, which is to say that he's uh, harassing Dylan and being homophobic. I want to talk... I want to talk about Jay. Yeah. Please speak on it. It was interesting that he was introduced this way. Hmm. Can, can I go into just like arc spoilers? Like I'm not going to mm. go into any specifics. I'm going to go. I'm going to talk about Jay's arc. Can I maybe say we, that? Maybe we could. Maybe we save this for when Jay makes his like true. Oh, I want to talk about it now. Make a note. Put a pin in it. I just think I'll say it short and sweet. So if you don't want to hear this at all, skip forward 10 seconds. I think Jay does the most unforgivable shit on this show and then in about five seasons he's one of the main characters and we're supposed to like him <laughs> he's a very charming actor i hate him so much i can't get over his first few seasons i get that the actor's good but I, he's it's so really good hard for he's me. really charming i mean like he's like obviously he's acting like a dick in these these episodes we get it. Like, jay's your boyfriend Let's oh my god mm. <laughs> uh so yeah unforgivable so. shit that's all i have to say <laughs> it's true um but dylan does not suffer bullshit and he intimidates jay which is Pretty good. Yes, no, I that's, like this that's scene. It's nice to see. Yeah. And Jay's like and it kind of like it's an empowering. Well, and it shows that like Jay's really and you know, I guess a lot of boys are kinda of, all all talk, all you know. Bark, uh, bark. Yeah, exactly. No no, bite. no all bark, no bite. And um and then Dylan and Marco have like another little sweet moment. And that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um and then later that day, Craig tells Emma that he's concerned about Snake because of his sudden nosebleed. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that something more serious might be going on with him. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. <laughs> that is all. Moving on. Nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> no notes. So then we, okay, this was a weird scene. We get this. Okay, so like they're on like the front steps of the school, and Spinner has like headphones in, mm-hmm. and then he sees Marco. Chatting up these like random extras, but they're girl extras. Girl extras, and Marco's like, "Hey, Stacy, what's going on? That's so hip. Got a jet. Bye." Is that literally what he said? Well, because like they're literally extras. <laughs> Wait, so is, that, is that his I, 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 That's about it. He, that says sounded... got a, he says got a jet. That sounded really real. Yeah. Got a jet. <laughs> um... Can we get? Can we go ahead and get the got a jet? I don't want to find the timestamp for it. Never mind. <laughs> 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 Never mind, producer Brimp. Ignore that one. <laughs> and then Spinner just looks on confused, and I was like, "What?" Okay, my only explanation for, like, what they're trying to convey in this scene is that, like, Spinner's like, wow, you seem really... You seem to be doing well post-breakup with Ellie. No, he, he's thinking about maybe he could be gay. Like, obviously. Is that what he's... But, like, of because course. he's talking to girls? Yeah, and he does a little hey he did, I mean, not maybe, he did not do this. he he did that was there's a shot of him having oh, a limp wrist I it is purposeful i don't know Have i don't some, know put some, put some respect on this director's name which i don't i don't know and i won't learn <laughs> on the name that i do not know <laughs> this fucking director nailed it and uh, showed a shot of marco having a limp wrist and it was honestly like a kill bill moment well, uh, like maybe... spinner was like <laughs> wee <laughs> wee, wee, bah, 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 bah. I don't know. If that's my interpretation of this. That's scene. exactly what happened. You're insane. Maybe I kind I don't know. They failed at, the, at conveying that. Let I me just say. say this, Evan. You don't know what the scene was, and I do. <laughs> What's your theory? Wow. <laughs> well, so then we get to science class. We cut immediately from that weird scene to science class, and Spinner is trying. Think to, it was a pretty normal. Spinner is trying to convince Marco to go out with Hazel, and yes. Marco reluctantly agrees. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Manny is trying to pitch Snake on participating in a silent auction for the Spirit Squad cheer campaign because their routines are so 2001. Yes. What the fuck what, does that mean? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, this, see, what, this, what the fuck does that mean? What What I liked about it it's is... It's 2003 at this point, by the way, <laughs> so it's okay. like, I didn't realize cheerleading routines changed so much in two years. Well, you know what's so funny? I don't know, it reminds me of, uh... <laughs> I'm so 2008. You're, you're so, so 2000 and, and late, <laughs> which is very funny to me because wow, what a what an expiration date you put on your pop song, there. and they <laughs> insist on playing it at my gym <laughs> all the time. No, but the other thing I wanted to say is this is what I meant by the ensembles working really well because Manny is right where we left her. Mm-hmm. She's got this makeover. She's, She's got a still new confidence snatched. She's going out doing things on her own without Emma. She's finding herself, mm-hmm. and she even gives like Emma a little side eye when she. No, I love room. that. Yeah. So because because Snake agrees to participate in this auction and Emma walks in and we just get this like little hint of frosty tension a little room. little bit and because you know Manny and they yeah, a little side eye but they do not interact and Emma just like doesn't even like acknowledge it really directly yeah. Um and but, you know what that's fair she's yeah. got other things on yeah, her yeah, mind she got, <laughs> and I like that that yeah. she's like oh I'm not you know this isn't about Manny right now this is about Emma confronting Snake about his health and she worries that it might be serious but Snake is still in denial about the whole thing but nevertheless he makes an appointment with the doctor and we get this close up on his hand on a cut on his hand that he suffered it hasn't healed and it hasn't healed honestly that properly. zoom in i like i gasped i was I like mean, this is cinema This is fucking. This is Kubrick. Like, this is art. If we're giving the director his credit in this episode, (laughs) this this, this is is a a moment where, like, this is the best Degrassi director ever. I will not learn their name. Take your flowers. I will not find out what your name is. Sir andor Madam. Uh, Probably, sir, just because of politics, but I hope a woman, because uh, this is a great fucking episode. uh, Yeah, so clever little bit of foreshadowing there. And then we cut to Marco, Hazel, Page, and Spinner, who are on a double date at The Dot, which is the first appearance of The Dot. In this show yeah really mm-hmm. we get jay and the dot in this Jay same and the dot are both and jay the dot and dylan all Whoa. introduced in this episode honestly jay and the dot sounds like a spinoff that they jay did. and the dot yeah it's just about him running the dot i don't know it's actually it sounds like a, like a like a uh nick jr television <gasps> oh, show jay and the dot yeah and like the dot is like a like an anthropomorphic dot or mm-hmm. something it's i don't just the, know yeah that save money on animation yeah by yeah, yeah, yeah a exactly dot. yeah that's what it is <laughs> okay Uh, And this scene is truly bizarre. So they're in the middle of a a, a supposedly hysterical conversation. About a coma movie? about About a movie... Where uh, a woman is in a coma and her male nurse wants to fuck her. And mm-hmm. it's hilarious. Speaking of Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is apparently hysterical. And they are all doing their most and doing the most forced laughter God, that the I've l- ever heard the on any laughter, program. The forced laughter in this episode was a 10 it's out of 10. So I was cringing really hard. <laughs> they were trying but I was, oh, jeez, It was rough. That was a rough scene, right? Well, yes, it, it was weird. <laughs> it was, it was weird. Um, and so then, then- Marco like,
1: ah, ah oh, cause he
0: sees Ellie. Well, so Hazel suggests that, uh, she and Marco should go see this hilarious, mm-hmm. uh, movie. Uh, but then yeah, in walks Ellie and Marco can just feel her judgment on him because of course, you know, he's still pretending to be straight and trying to, you know, you know, woo Hazel in this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh and Ellie's just like, you know, girl, really. Uh and so then Marco abruptly excuses himself because he has to help his mom make her marinara sauce. <laughs> yeah. Can I say something funny? Uh <laughs> my grandpa's Mexican and I grew up with a lot of like Mexican people in my family. So literally until I think even after the pasta sauce line, I was like, Yeah, Marco's Mexican, right? Marco, <laughs> Mexican name. And I read the animorphs, the kid in that is named Marco, he's Mexican. Mm-hmm. I always thought Marco was Latino. And even after the pasta sauce line, I was like, oh, yeah, his Mexican mother, I guess, just really likes making pasta. <laughs> really? I always thought that. Huh. I yeah. always thought. See, I was like, I mean, I guess I just go. I because, you know, Marco's like an Italian. It's just a it's just a romantic. Oh, yeah. It's a it's romance place, name. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's but I'm so, just speaking, my, my limited vision made me yeah. think that Marco was Latino. Right. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's certainly like. Literally he didn't know any better. Literally, not until we meet his parents. I think in the next Marco centric episode, did I fully accept that he was Italian. I mean, when he did marinara, that's Italian. Na- I know, but I don't hell. know. That's the real. A tell. lot of Mexicans like pasta. You know, maybe no, but they're not he's gonna. He's an enthusiast. But they're gonna, they're not gonna uh, like ostentatiously put the accent on maybe it. They only would. Italian, only Italian maybe ex people would. do that. No, maybe they would. <laughs> they love to be like, "Hey, wanna go for some marinara?" <laughs> You know what? I I could go for some marinara right now. I would love some. (laughs) Um, Please, share your recipe, Marco's mom. Um, (laughs) And then we cut to... What if if it's literally just like ragu? (laughs) 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 She's very Italian, but, you know, she just... She, she likes simple things. <laughs> She's a busy woman. Yeah, she has, she has a full-time taste. job. Yeah. She's like, with Raku, dinner is easy and fun for the whole family. Uh, she pulls out the hamburger helper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so, okay, so it's Snake's doctor's appointment. He gets the news that uh, he may have leukemia. Yeah. The doctor kind of, uh, he doesn't, like, really prepare him much for that news. I thought it was all really believable. Really? I feel like the doctor could have been, like... I, don't know. I feel like No, you're... because I think that the way Archie is acting, he's, like, so clearly doing everything he can to pretend this is not real. Mm. I think the doctor probably was like, hey, this looks This really is the wake-up call you need. No, I think even bef- in the imaginary scene before that, where they're having the conversations before the test, I think he's like, this sounds really serious. Like, you should start taking That's this That's true. We don't thing. see what leads up to this moment. Yeah. This is and, the end of their appointment, obviously. And I think he is still deflecting, even though, like... Clearly, like, even after the doctor has said a few damning things, like, he's still trying to pass it off like it's not real. hmm And I thought that was believable. Like, yeah, I, that's yeah. what Archie would do. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. This, it's crazy. This episode, normally, our B-plots are sort of, like, the light counterweight to the main plot. And in this episode, there is it's no too, reprieve. Two fucking devastating plot lines. One about, you know, homophobia and the other about cancer. Great. <laughs> Love it. Love it here. Um... So back in the A plot, Spinner follows Marco out and confronts him about ditching Hazel, which leads to yet another iconic line where Spinner says, <laughs> "Do you want to? Do you want to say it? You just uh, left it. I have it written down <laughs> for your mom's pasta sauce. That's the yeah. Whole thing. That's that's the that's, that's the, the line. that's the kicker pasta sauce. And I would say this is another one like the thong scene where. You don't have to have seen Degrassi to have seen this clip. This yeah, is the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, this is out in the internet ecosystem. And I think what really sells it is the because I'm gay. Yeah, because he... <laughs> so Marco admits uh, in the heat of the moment that he is
1: gay. Um,
0: <laughs> and Spinner walks away without a word and... To be continued. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> I love it to be continued immediately. I love it. And so. I think we're gonna have it to be continued immediately. So let's hear let's hear a little music from Michael Abbott, and we'll be right back to talk about Pride Part Two. Okay, so we pick up where the first episode left off with Marco the next day confronting Spinner about the end of the last episode and about Marco's sexuality and Spinner and Spinner and his pulling fashion is like, leaves Marco hanging as to whether or not he told people about whether or not he was gay. Yeah. And this was kind of, this kind of worked for me. This was like Spinner, like, uh, doing some, he's like drunk on power. Yeah. Kind of. Mind games. He's ne- he's never has power in the friend dynamic. So I think he's, I don't know. I, I, I think he's obviously being homophobic, but sort of like you were saying, I think he's just. I don't know. I think he's drunk on power. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he's... Jeez. Um, I don't know. It's just sort of that... like, It's like plausible deniability homophobia, right? Where it's yeah. like, well, I'm not really being homophobic. I'm just... I'm actually being homophobic. But in a, in a, in a, in a subdued way. Yeah. Um, It's lowercase homophobia. So... Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say this for the opening credits in the first episode. Did you notice Nadia's in the opening credits? Is she really? there? She's, she's behind JT when JT gets the mascot head put on him. Oh, really? So even though she had like six lines in season two, she will live on She will live on credits. for the next three seasons. Unless yeah. well, unless they do like a Kendra pull do like what they did with Kendra and like subtly edit it out. Sorry, Kendra. Sorry, um, Kendra. Is she already out? No, she's still there. She's still there. She's behind Terry. She hasn't been. Who in. We have not seen this season. Neither of them have been in the season no, so far. Uh-uh. So two Emma episodes. One <laughs> day. Um, meanwhile, Emma checks in on Snake to see how he's holding up, and she suggests that he go home, but Snake insists on staying for the silent auction. But it's clear that the possibility of cancer is weighing on him more than he would like to let on. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> back in the a plot we follow craig spinner and jimmy and we get this i just wanted to know this funny line from craig where he's like oh the soil erosion yeah. yeah why are they teaching us about soil erosion i'm not a farmer never going to be a farmer. <laughs> and the, uh, first of all, Jacob's team, just great. Oh yeah. Also, great delivery. Great comedic actor. Yeah. And his, his line delivery. It's like, he's refusing the call of fate, beckoning him to be <laughs> a farmer. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm never going to be a farmer. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Yeah? Father. Okay. I like, I like this. Uh, imaginary it's, backstory. it's weird. It's just a weird detail that I love. No, I love it, it was a very funny line. And of the weird kind of like, Hey, we're just coming in on a conversation, which Degrassi loves to do. One the of the best the ones of those. This is one yeah. of the best ones, absolutely. And I think it's just because of his delivery. Imagine if Spinner said that. <laughs> no, it's it's fully. I am crediting this to Jacobs. I mean, maybe that maybe this was a direction choice, but Jacobs teen. Maybe he ad libbed it because he's a fucking champ. He we is. Love he's, you, Jake. He's an all star. We stand. Spider Man. Love you. <laughs> he's a Green Spider day. Man, not a Spider Boy. <laughs> um, and then Dylan gives them tickets to his hockey game that night. Mm-hmm including one for Marco. And I do I do wonder, I'm like, why would Dylan give Spinner a ticket? At this point. At this point. And, like, why yeah, is he that so... Yeah, that's strange. That's strange. And why is he, like, so nice and patient with Spinner, who is, like... Again, like, I think this is, like, the It's episode. his sister's boyfriend, so... Yeah. I don't know. Trying to be political, but, like, I don't know. It's, like... Believe me, I agree. Yeah. I think this hockey game would be way more fun if Spinner wasn't there. Right. And maybe that would teach him to like hey, yeah, if you wanna teach hang him out a lesson. Us, if you wanna hang out with us, don't be a dick. Did you notice Ellie's skirt? Uh, oh, oh, it's like color block. It was kind of right? odd, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like half green, and then yeah. like, half, and there's like, a, but then there's like a quadrant. Yeah, yeah I yeah. liked it. It's fierce. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we both noticed it. Yes. Um, okay, so the boys are excited about hockey and their boys' night out, but Spinner clearly has gay panic on the brain. And is like, could you two be bigger fags? Mm -hmm. Hockey and Boys Night Out? (laughs) The two things that gays love. Yeah, everyone loves (laughs) hockey. And Boys Night Out. Um, Oh, I don't mind a Boys Night Out. That's true. I'd rather hang with the girls, though. Let's be real, Girls, the girls. um, And then Spinner is like, Marco's not coming. He doesn't even like hockey, which is funny because he just implied that gays love hockey. But whatever yeah homophobia doesn't have rhyme or no, reason no he he's 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 really grasping <laughs> he's, just, he, no, here. he's just really going on autopilot I think, um, I think if we followed Spinner all day he would like go to the uh, corner store and buy a pack of gum and the guy would give him change and he'd be like you give me change you fucking faggot like he would he's just, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly he's just finding reasons <laughs> yeah. to call things gay <laughs> <laughs> only faggots give change <laughs> you give me two ones instead so <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> So, and then in gym class, Marco accuses Spinner of icing him out with the guys. Yeah. And, and I really empathize with Marco in this moment, but more than in any other scene, I think it was just the lighting. I was like, Marco, you've got to shave that weird logo to you. little goatee. What's going on? No, soul patch, a little soul patch. It's not even there. Yeah. It's, it's so dense, but there's so little of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's very, it's like very bad Howie Mandel. It's, it's not Howie mean, Mandel yeah, for sure. It's serving Howie Mandel. And the issue is he has a prominent lower lip, so it looks like it's just a little shadow. Yeah. It's almost like, it's like, is there a facial hair there? But it's it's like, so it's just weird. It's like a little tuft. <laughs> It almost looks like it was glued on. It does. For like a costume party. I don't think you could glue it on though because there's not enough surface area. It is so small. <laughs> yeah. And, and this will like be there for like the next three seasons oh, I yes. feel like. I um, don't think. Does he ever shave it? I don't I remember. Where he has it in college. Uh, no, I, I don't think he has it in college. Okay, thankfully. Good. Um, okay good. Good, good. Yeah, and then Spinner starts getting aggressive, and then like violently spikes the volleyball t- at Marco twice, A couple times. Yeah, and then Coach Armstrong has to get onto him, and then wow, volleyball in both episodes. I know Thematic. it's a theme. Yeah, yeah. volleyball Themes. and hockey. Mm-hmm. Sports heavy, really. What, did, what do you think? How do we relate it? Because you, you know, <laughs> this is your, this is your forte. Because, like, because in in life, you got to set it up, but then you got to spike it. Am I right, man? That's that's, that's life. So true, so and true, that's very bestie. true in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Marco's like. Two bed spinner spikes like a girl. Yeah, good. Honestly, yeah. good one. Well, he saved we, a little face. We all know the antidote to homophobia is misogyny. So oh, yep. <laughs> did a lot of that in my time. <laughs> Middle got, school makes you do horrible things. You know, it makes <laughs> monsters of us all. Um, and then at the silent auction, Snake's failing to bring in the big bucks with his ASCII portraits, and so he's like, and, and meanwhile, Ms. Hottelacos is raking in the cash by offering the chance. at a date with her to the science (laughs) museum. And so all the horny high school students are like, sign me up. No, I didn't think that was funny. Uh, And But it's just going to end up being like a harem of boys that she's trying to entertain. (laughs) (laughs) And And then Snake is like, at a moment of desperation, he's like, all right, I'm going to raise, if we can raise $250 for the Spirit Squad by tomorrow, I will shave my head in front of you all. Yes. So... And if a teacher Uh, offered to do that, I think kids would get excited. Yeah, Yeah. they're excited. They're like, public humiliation. I believed all of this. And especially coming after the scene where he was looking at the picture of baby Jack and he's like, I'm going to lose all my hair. Like, yeah. The way this unfolded was really, really good. Yeah. So this is like another, again, this is Snake trying to cope right now. If you are a listener who does not watch the show and because we know we have some that don't watch the show Mm -hmm. and you are very good at drawing. I would like you to draw snake and spike. What do you think they look like? (laughs) (laughs) This prominent couple in the show that we keep talking about. What What do you think snake looks like? And what do you think spike looks like? And what do you think they do day to day? I want to see that, that, I don't know, New Yorker cartoon. Someone draw it for me. I thought you were going to ask if any of our listeners have cancer. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Please like write it. <laughs> if you do have cancer, I wish you luck on your journey. Uh, I hope this is bringing you uh, some light into your <laughs> life. <laughs> uh, so Spinner is graffitiing the bathroom uh, and with writes a Sharpie that with he a Sharpie has. that he has on hand and he writes, Marco is a fag. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that in my high school bathroom. Yeah, day. and you know what's really funny? I swear on the end, they would edit out. They did. No, yeah, they did. They would edit out fast. This episode is actually. Would the- they blur it out or would they not show what he wrote? I can't remember. So, I don't remember. Um, it was something like that, though, it, was either, it was very confusing. It was either, like, blurred out or just, like, edited out or, like, I don't think they, like, actually, like, edited the footage to, like, put gay instead. I don't think they did No, that. they didn't do like, that, yeah. but I think they maybe cut out the shot. Right, right. So this is actually the most heavily edited episode that aired on the end. In all, really? in all of Degrassi. What are the other editings? Uh, so uh, a lot of the uh, just like the out, the the act, the act that happens at the end of the two parter yes. that gets edited down okay. a lot. Um, all the f- fag is always edited out. Do they just like n- they pull out the sound? Or I don't know if they ADR, like gay over it mm-hmm. or if they um they probably just drop yeah, the sound. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah most edited episode Wow, um, interesting and that's not, that's a fact on the degrassi mm-hmm. wiki? on the degrassi that's my source the degrassi okay. wiki so i, I believe no. it i believe it. i believe them they're dedicated um so jimmy comes into the bathroom into the bathroom and confronts spinner and spinner basically outs marco to him by mm-hmm. showing him his graffiti work of art and jimmy asks spinner if he's gonna write something about him being black next mm-hmm. which is you know the big gotcha moment. Yeah. Great. Really thoughtful scene. And this is the beginning of the Jimmy face turn. He's going from heel to face. Yeah. 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 Bring it back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ask your brother about what a, a face turn is. He'll tell you. All oh, about. I know about face and heel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's 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 going I mean, face. No. This is the moment. He's gone, where it he's, happens. he's gone face. Because um, I would. I, I think you, we were both. You think, do you think Jimmy was a heel prior to this? He yeah, I think Jimmy, we, he was Spinner's heel for sure. No, I think we were both a little disoriented by how unlikable he is in the first is, couple seasons. Yeah, yeah. And I think this, and especially with what happens at the end of the episode, like he's one of the heroes of the show now. Yeah, Jimmy kind of comes to be like a sort of like a voice of morality. Yeah. Um, uh, Obviously, usually not in his episodes, but mm-hmm. in other people's episodes, he sort of is like the voice of reason. Um, I don't know. This moment, I was like, obviously, like, again, it's supposed to, you know, sort of because obviously, like, racism and homophobia are both rooted in, like, a fear of the other, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and maintaining existing power structures e- Exactly. And, yeah, maintaining hegemony and, like... You know, and they're both a result, often a result, of ignorance and being small-minded. At least that's, like, yeah. usually what people think of. But I do think, like, I feel like in Spinner's case, and I feel like maybe this is just supposed to point out that, like, he's engaging in bigotry-like racism. Yes. But it's, like, obviously I think Spinner's case of homophobia, it's much more rooted in just, like, a toxic masculinity. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, 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 do think it's like a, a nice, I don't know. It's, it's a wake, it's like a, something of a wake up call. Yeah, it's good. I, I, I just like the moment and yeah. Drake is, you know, he, she's draking. He is who he is now, but he was a great little actor, wasn't he? <laughs> oh, geez. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So Ellie's trying to raise Marco's spirit and she's encouraging him to go to the hockey game because she knows that he's got a crush on Dylan. And then Jimmy also shows up, and he assures... Ellie's being such a good friend. She's, 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 she's she's, she's, being she's no longer the beard, now she's the fag hag. And I love her. Love that journey for her. Um, shout out to bag hags. Uh, <laughs> I, I guarantee you a couple fag hags are listening to this <laughs> podcast. And we love you, we support you. Um, and Jimmy also assures Marco that he should come to the game, regardless of Spinner. And Marco agrees to meet them at the arena, because, as we all know, pizza and Spinner... Or a bad combo. So he's going to fart in the what car. What does that mean? He's going to fart in the car. Is that what that means? I mean, there's literally a hilarious scene with Spinner last season where he, he farts, farts in the in car. farts in the car. But it's like, is and that it's what they hilarious... Do you remember how much you laughed Yeah, but happened? it's like, <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> um, I'm just like, is it? Is that what it is? Like pizza makes him fart? I think. I don't know. Why is Spinner still invited? <laughs> I don't think he should be. I don't think he should be at all. Um, <laughs> goddamn. Uh, So, <laughs> I like how Jimmy's... I just this was just something I noticed. Jimmy's like, I can excuse homophobia, but I draw the line at stealing my iPod. Because <laughs> that's the kind that's of behavior true, he yeah. has. He's like, he's like, I'm willing to tolerate Spinner's homophobia. He can still come to the game, but if you steal my iPod, you are di- you are dead to me, sir. I don't know. I just wonder if this is like. Like, the treating, like, Spinner's homophobia, like, oh, it's nothing serious. I'm like, it's still casual homophobia. And it still seems to be weighing pretty heavily on Marco. Yeah. It is It's not good. But I, in a weird way, I I kind of buy it because there's such a united front behind Marco. That's like, true. Everyone is, like, They're Jimmy. in his corner. Yes. Everyone yeah. is there for him. So I think they think we'll be there to protect him. We can tell Spinner to fuck off if he's being annoying. And to their credit, they have no problem telling Spinner to fuck off. And they do quite a bit. Yeah. yeah so So at the dot, Paige interrupts Boys Night, Boys Night <laughs> Out, and tells Spinner to get over his homophobia, yes. basically, but uh, Spinner's still just not willing to listen to reason. Do you have anything to say about this scene? No. Okay. Moving on.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Joey and Sydney have brought over food for Sydney. Snakes. Sydney and she's... I wrote down best adult actor in the show, and then Sheila showed up later, and I was like, "Oh, second best." Oh my god, you
1: spoiled the show. Whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't think sequentially. I'm a creature of the cosmos. Oh my god. Uh, I've been doing a lot of linear musheries. time is not for me. <laughs> uh okay oh and sydney has brought over a seafood jambalaya which she insists will do wonders for snake's immune system is seafood good for your immune system i don't know okay seafood jambalaya that sounds delicious i don't think it can cure cancer though no no that made me uh, obviously love the actor of sydney don't love the character of sydney and this i think was a good example of her being like a really annoying like I guarantee you she's got a fucking drawer full of essential oils. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's an anti-vaxxer now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, (laughs) she stormed the Capitol. She wasn't even American as she came down for (laughs) You know, it's the omega-3 fatty acids to anti-vax pipeline. (laughs) Uh, But Snake and Spike come home Mm post-biopsy, which uh, apparently they took a bone marrow out of his, like, ass right because it's pelvic bone yeah i guess that makes sense it's a pretty thick bone yeah that's where i would get it (laughs) if i was trying to get some oh no i'm (laughs) (laughs) Sam. and snake is thrilled to see joey and is in surprisingly high spirits but everyone's like kind of unsettled by just how uh how good a mood snake is in Mm -hmm. but then snake just like cues up the dance beat on like their stereo yeah what what tape is that (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it's just like weird like club beats yeah he's like let's get this party started and everyone's (laughs) uncomfortable but you know oh well um so it's nighttime and marco is on his way to dylan's hockey game and i just want to describe out marco's fit on this, oh, on this night. there's a lot going on. So we are, wearing- and you can tell this little faggot like was like, Ooh, <laughs> he was so Ooh, thr- I'm going to get dressed up yeah, for no, my he boy. Was, he was like, I'm getting I'm gonna dressed i I'm going to put on to everything in my closet. <laughs> he is wearing a denim jacket. Yes. <laughs> a button up shirt. Yes. Boot jeans. Oh my God. Cause it is 2003. It <laughs> fully is. Uh, leather boots mm-hmm. and a trilby. Oh, that is that the hat? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not a fedora I don't think it think looks it a... like I thought it was a fedora just because this was a very popular fedora era I think this the... was Britney Circus fedora time <laughs> but um yeah I think you're right I think it was a slightly I think different... it was a tr- well I think the distinction between a trilby there's like something about like the tops of them but then also like the brim I think it mm-hmm. Fedora has a wider brim. And I think this one has a shorter brim. So if you're a listener and you're a haberdasher of some sort, yeah. can you please please just suggest write in. Tell Trilby us or fedora yeah. or some other third thing. There could be a third hat. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what do you, you, you do? You like the look? Tudor boot? No, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Aww. It looks like a he, a, a Christmas tree except tried, it's all earth tones. He tried it, so hard. I don't like earth tones. I'm sorry. Mm. Hot takes. When when have you ever seen me wear a brown or a tan? I wouldn't be cut dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's like all Daniel wears he's like <laughs> and he loves brown. you know I have a lot of problems he with he loves Daniel. a prout fit um, uh, <laughs> well he is an archaeologist right he's got to get that Indiana Jones look <laughs> yeah before. he's dusting off bones as we speak <laughs> um, okay so but on his way to the arena Marco has apparently stumbled into a gayborhood, just whoops, as you do, as you do. Oops, I got off at the wrong stop. Guess I have to walk by (laughs) all the gay bars. Oh, no. Oopsie. Oops. He 100% got off at that stop (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) And all these, like, all these men are looking at him with expressions ranging from bemusement to, like, seductive that man with the lip gloss was like, to, like leering and he wanted him. to eat that boy alive oh my and god. i was like sir he has braces he, is, <laughs> he has braces <laughs> you fucking weirdo oh god some <laughs> people are into braces
1: <laughs> i mean adult uh, okay. braces.
0: if you have braces i'm sorry i love you if you have adult braces i uh i so hope your journey's going well yes i support people do, do whatever you want with your teeth get your adults adult braces i support it mm-hmm um, my mom had adult braces. Really? Yeah. My aunt had adult braces. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like <laughs> 70, too. I was like, wow. Late in the game. Can I tell you something really funny? Yeah. It's like, if it's funny. <laughs> my first boyfriend, uh, and he's not a great person, so I, I don't feel bad being a little mean to him uh, in Dragon. this moment. Uh, we met in high school, and he had the fucking, like, craziest brace mouth. It was, like, rubber bands. Oh, my God. Like, and- headgear basically everything but headgear it was a crazy oh wow of and the second he got those braces off we fucked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were like oh, oh just, just wait for it he's
0: blossomed <laughs> yes <laughs> was it like was it like uh like lisa simpson braces and that one episode honestly, of us honestly so close to that <laughs> like there's nothing external which is just, but it's just like, can, a g- like a mess of gear on the inside. you can imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. the most metal you could fit into a mouth. That's horrifying, actually. That's like really Saw. Scary. That's <laughs> giving Saw. Um,
1: okay, mm. so Marco
0: is stopped by a group of men who harass him. And when he tries to call Jimmy for help, they violently gay bash him. Yes. And I, I was crying during this. So. This is tough to watch. <laughs> yeah, It's... I stage effectively. Mm-hmm. It's you know. believable. Yeah. And when you see his injuries later, it's like, yeah, that's, that looks about right. Yeah. This was a scene that was cut down for the end. Also, like they yeah. edited this down, you know, pretty and, brutal. And, um, everyone's wondering where Marco is mm-hmm. and Jimmy decides to call him.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and that's again, and, yeah,
0: and like, and the bullies are the, the bullies, the like, hate, hate criminals, <laughs> yeah, yeah. are uh, telling him, like, go answer. And he's able to, like, just very quickly say, I'm in the park, help me. Yeah. And that was yeah. very scary. Yeah. And Jimmy's like, Marco? And he's like, e-. so obviously Jimmy's, like, on, now he's, like, on the lookout for Marco at this point. But then the cops intervene and save the I, day. As they always do. Which is how you know this is fiction. <laughs> I know. I think this was a really effective episode, and I was really bummed out at the copaganda at the end, like, and this, like, I don't know incredibly nice cop who's like we're gonna find the guys Attending to this. his injury you're never first of all a she was like she was like sealing up his injury co- cop doctoring would, him a cop would not do that a cop would be like on their way to go fucking punch someone else and on top of that there's there's not gonna be a follow up investigation into this you're not gonna find those four guys you're just not yeah I'm not gonna say cops like this don't exist I'm just gonna say I've never known one who existed <laughs> I have had friends mugged I don't know anyone who has had their mugging be stopped by a cop who happened to be driving by well and also so not maybe, had them. maybe ask, that happens i yeah. don't know i just i know people who have been the victim of violence cops did not save them that's all i have to say yeah i feel like usually this results in just sort of like a line of interrogation of the yeah. victim yeah <laughs> uh but well, you let's know. further traumatize uh, this boy <laughs> and then jimmy arrives on the scene and Jimmy uh, consoles him, and then he and Marco hug, and it's... I, that's where I lost That's it. a very sweet scene. Yeah. It was very touching. Was and really and, and Marco... Marco's I, acting. Adamo Ruggiero is very good at Adamo this. Ruggiero should have won some sort of Canadian Emmy for <laughs> this. <laughs> Canadian Young Actors yeah. Emmy. <laughs> or, you know, some sort of acknowledgement. Yeah, he was great. He's very good at in this. Incredible in this episode, yes. So the next day at school, Manny announces that the Spirit Squad has raised enough money for Snake to hold up his end of the bargain and be shaven publicly for the delight of the Degrassi (laughs) student body. And then, like, so, like, this is, like, a TV announcement. Yes. And as we're watching this announcement, Emma is, like, watching, because, you know, this is Emma's Going through it with the snake thing. And then Paige is there and she just like randomly is hating on Emma. Yeah. She's like, just Wow, nice. at least someone in your family's fun. <laughs> <laughs> as like Paige, Emma's like, Paige was extra mean this episode, <laughs> and I liked it. As Paige's is <laughs> Emma's just like reeling over like the the fear of snake having yeah. cancer, and Paige is like, You fucking suck Emma. She's <laughs> really you funny. Can you imagine? Um, yeah, I, I love Paige. <laughs> so and then directly from that, uh, Marco and Ellie walk past them. And Ellie's interrogating Marco about the events of the night and his gay bashing. And he's saying that it wasn't a gay bashing. It was was over his shoes. A shoe theft. It was a shoe theft. Those shoes, they were nice. They were leather. I mean, who wouldn't want them? Not you. Apparently (laughs) No, you were like (laughs) boot. (laughs) No, I I, I, I boot that boot. You boot that boot. Um, but Marco, yeah. And Marco just insists on dropping it. And he's like, I'm just going to stay in the closet. And then he runs into Dylan in the hallway, but he keeps his distance because he's ashamed Everyone is being such a great friend to Marco. Everyone's really trying to help him. And it really it made me feel good. And it made me feel sad that he just like, you know, was, you know, not accepting their help because he just feels such shame, which, you know, well he's not there yet, but like I I guess what warmed my heart is that everyone was there. Yeah. That was nice. Mm Mm-hmm. So, finally, it's a moment we've all been waiting for as they're getting ready to shave that snake. <laughs> shave that snake. And uh, Snake's hairdresser for the occasion is revealed to be none other than lunch lady, Sheila. What a reveal. She's back. <laughs> and she's got loppers. She's got, like, giant head shears yep. that she, like, opens with. She doesn't shave his head with them, but of she's fun. just, like, she's just like, intimidating him with these head shears. Really funny. Great Very reveal. funny. And then we also get, like, a Sheila lore drop. What did she, she say? Re- where she reveals that she spent... And I quote, 10 oh, yeah. years filleting cod out on the Grand Banks, which is apparently in Newfoundland. Um, I did my research this episode. So, okay. That's fascinating. Yeah. But I, I, I don't have anything to say about it because I don't know enough about the, <laughs> the, the fishing the, industry yeah. in Newfoundland. In Newfoundland. I just yeah. think, I was like, wow, what a neat little detail. I do know this, and this is not Canada, but it is super far north. I had some friends who wanted to go to Europe, so they went and uh, gutted fish in Alaska for like three months, and it paid for like their rent for a year. And then they went to Europe? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. How fun. Yeah, and they did it like two times. They did th- like two fishing seasons. I mean, there are worse ways to spend a fishing season. What? Gutting fish? Fish in Alaska. And, and sleeping alone and like a, well, not alone. Like you never are alone. <laughs> I mean, what time is fishing season in Alaska? Like what time is it, what are they doing that of the year? I think right now. I think we should go oh i mean alaska's gorgeous this time of year no i don't know i think probably not this time of year oh okay well look further research is needed if you are some sort of fish gutter and you listen to degrassi go ahead and email us about your fish gutter. if you fillet cod yeah <laughs> please write in um so sheila gets to work and shaves that snake mm-hmm. uh and honestly it's no hard loss considering the state of yeah, I know his hair honestly, it makes <laughs> like, him look younger. It was hanging on by a thread. It, it makes it look like a choice. He looks five years younger. I think mm. it looks great. So, uh, after it's over, snake gets a phone call and quickly leaves the scene. And then we get this scene with Manny confronting Emma, who seems to be very upset. And at first Manny's like, you know, kind of being bitchy to Emma. Yeah. But then quickly, in, in an unbelievable way. It's like, yeah. Hey, like, are we going to like, like be enemies? You, like yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Here? Like, why are you acting so downbeat? Cause yeah. obviously Emma is acting very like upset. And then Emma tells Manny that Snake is sick. And so Manny is like able to set aside their differences and yeah. sort of like comfort Emma in yeah, this moment. Which I, I like. I love this moment. I thought yeah. it was a very sweet scene. Really good scene. So Spinner and Jimmy are in the middle of shooting some hoops, as the boys do. And uh when Spinner makes fun of Marco's injuries from his gay bashing, not cool. Yeah. And Jimmy is not having it, but then Spinner doubles down and starts victim blaming Marco for going to the game alone. Yeah. As if it's his fault. And he sort of very sort of revealingly says, uh, what happened wasn't my fault. Yeah. Which, so like, which no one said, no right, one said it was my Right, fault. exactly. So you're like yeah. thinking like, oh, this is kind of weighing on Spinner. Yeah. Like he's st- like his, his narrative is kind of crumbling before think, his yeah, eyes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, and he's sort of, ooh, thematically sort of like Archie is like hanging on to this reality yeah. that he is more comfort- com- comfortable for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The coping, they're coping, they're, they're both coping. coping. Yeah. So... Emma finds snake outside on the steps of the school and snake tells her that it's official. He's got the the big C. Yes. Um and Emma breaks down crying, but snake assures her and also probably himself that he'll be okay. Uh this was really hard for me because this almost like beat for beat happened when my mom got cancer. Really? She, yeah. Cuz we she was running the tests and we knew so much about it even before she got the results back. We knew that if it was cancer, it was like a ninety-nine percent like uh, survival rate, mm-hmm. like it, all that. Like we knew that if if it was there, we caught it really early, so it was like fine. But it but was it still like the going through yeah. it was... And I, I went. I remember like after she told me, you know, I we sort of set it aside for a while, and then that night I went down and had basically this exact interchange where mm. I. I couldn't even say anything. I just like wanted to cry, and she was like, "You can't do that right now. Like, I need you to
1: mm.
0: be strong, so I can be strong." So. Mm. Yeah, the gay bashing didn't get me. It was the fucking <laughs> cancer. God damn it! <laughs> this is supposed to be the nice subplot. <laughs> Jesus, this must be a relief. <laughs> Aww. Oh. So yeah, that caught me really good. Well, and it it's... was, and I think it, like I haven't seen this scene in mm-hmm. like I don't know, ten years. This so, is very. I mean, also Stephen Brogren in this episode is incredible yeah uh and not as good as sheila but (laughs) (laughs) everyone's on their a-game mary mcdonald's very good too as emma yeah uh i will say the timeline this brought up issues with the timeline for me because i was like how long like what is this how what is the timeline here because i feel like coming to a cancer diagnosis that takes a while right it takes like weeks this is a fucking fire poker thing again. You know, they just, they're cutting between these yeah. plots and they probably didn't take place in the same amount of time, but yeah. we just have to believe. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it has been cause like they go to the beach and it's like, we don't really, I don't know. I don't, I wasn't like tracking like how they talked about it. Well, you they, know, they, they did the live it. on the beach for three months. <laughs> they, they they became a, a society out We there. didn't see it. It was like a burning man thing. <laughs> and they, they sort of cut all that out. Yeah, they the, had a little Lord of the Flies cut, moment. The and end I, cut it out because <laughs> the end cut it out. So that's why you didn't um, see it. Um okay, so later Marco encounters Jay once again mm-hmm. being homophobic. Yes, as he does. Uh which is how Marco finds out about the graffiti that Spinner wrote in the bathroom, calling him a fag. And Spinner then conveniently enters the bathroom, well-timed, and Marco pops off at him. But Spinner's like, just stop being gay. What's the big deal? And I think this, I think this scene's really Mm -hmm. well-written. Like, this is the conversation. Like, they nailed it. Well, because, and people like Spinner do think you can just stop being gay. Yeah, (laughs) right. and it's sort of zeroing in, whereas I think Spinner does do some awful things. I think they, even though he's obviously not my favorite character, I do think they make him sympathetic. I do think they make him redeemable, mm-hmm. like after some of the horrible things he does this episode. And I think one of the reasons why I buy it more from Spinner than from Jay is you see this, like, in ter- even as he's the turmoil, being the villain. right. Even as he's being the villain, he's just trying to figure the world out. And mm-hmm. that's why he's reacting. Yeah, and, and when he finds out that Marco wasn't you know, attacked for his shoes, he was attacked for he was gay bashed yeah he is like taken aback by it changes his opinion on it it really does but he's like but that's not me that's not what i i'm not like them how can you compare me to them yeah uh but you know and marco's like well it's all homophobia at the end of the day yes and i love this there's a part where after spinner's like just stop being gay why don't you just try dating hazel marco says like even strangers know and i feel like yeah i don't know how intentional this was but it like it, it made me think about how like being in the closet isn't really even an option for a lot of queer people because yeah. they just can't pass or at least they can't pass without it being like a conscious taxing effort where it's like oh let me just change everything about myself and not just about like my sexual my sexuality but like my self-expression yeah because marco's a faggy little femme and that's why we love him and it's like So it's like, okay, if I'm just going to be, you know, it's like, it's not possible for him to pass unless he just changes everything about him. And that's how like it felt for me when I was young. Like I came out very young because I was just like, well, I don't really feel like I have an option to pretend to be straight because people were calling me gay before I even knew I was gay. Yeah. So it's like, what do you do then? You know? So yeah, this is all, it's, it's all really relatable stuff. And it, I think this is the most real Degrassi has felt except for the cops. <laughs> yeah, those those are fictitious. That lady is not a cop. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Marco, honestly, if a fucking drag queen came into the <laughs> into the no, park and beat no, the shit out of that's, this guy, that's more realistic. That would have been rad. That yeah, would have be been cool. That would have been way more realistic. It would have been way more realistic. Yeah. Mm. Release that cut. Yeah. The end. I'll edit it. D- <laughs> Divine just walks in. Yeah. Beats D- the fuck Back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna make AI Divine come back and defend Marco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh. Okay, so Marco tells Spinner... Oh, yeah, I already said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyway, so then Marco just leaves Spinner to, like, you know, deal with his homophobia and his guilt. And uh, that's how the episode ends. <laughs> yes. Well, here's the thing is, oftentimes I don't like the end... Ending in the middle of a conversation thing, but I think this one kind of works. I mean, it's very dour, but it's like it's very well. Gross. They're always dour. <laughs> this one's especially. I feel like this <laughs> one's one of the most dour. Yeah. Between this and Cancer, jeez. Yeah. I mean, this was a gauntlet. This episode. This was tough. This is a tough one. But I think I don't know. Ten out of ten. One of the best episodes ever. Absolutely. Uh, I think this is maybe better than um the first Craig episode, which up until now was maybe my favorite. I I I, don't know, I could, I'd have to go back and watch both of them next. Side by side, but I don't know. It's just it's in the Hall of Fame. Perhaps one day we'll do a special episode where we kind of pick our our. Favorite I would love episodes. to do a top ten episode. At one point, yeah, let's yeah. do that. Let's yeah, do that. okay. Um, we'll look forward to that <laughs> one day. Yeah. As uh, far as this episode goes, did it go there? As far as this episode goes, did it go there? <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, right. I Come on. This is one of the most go there episodes. I don't know if an episode even the beat ever... goes there. Yeah, <laughs> even the beat goes. There. I don't know if an episode has ever gone so far there. Yes. It's, all, it's almost all the way there. <laughs> uh, what did you learn today, Nick? I learned that even though Coco Chanel is not someone that should be idolized. <laughs> yeah, t- take some shit off, Marco. You're wearing too much shit. Take off the trilby. Take off the trilby. Take, I, I, this tweed jacket. I don't like this. <laughs> was it tweed or was it denim? It, it might have been denim. Take off the hat, though. The hat's the problem. Also... <laughs> Shave I, the logo tee. I don't know. I don't think... Are bootcut jeans back yet? Have you brought them back? I hope not. Um, what I did, learned... What do you learn? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I learned if your friend is being a homophobic piece of shit, just give him a minute. Just... You know what? He'll figure it out. Just be patient. As a gay person, it is your obligation to be patient with them. Let, let him and create, give them time. Let him create a scene on an almost hourly basis because of his issues. Mm-hmm. Go to a <laughs> hockey game with him. And have him spurt out whatever dumb homophobic <laughs> bullshit comes to his brain. Because yeah. uh, he'll he'll get there. He'll get there. Uh, well. Wow. Are we signing off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do just two regular episodes next week, but we, we've we got a weird number of episodes in between the next two parters. So you and I will figure that out offline. We'll mind. figure this out later, yeah. But folks listening, just go ahead and watch the next two episodes and we'll be back with you to talk about them next week. One of them's a Sean and one of them's a Craig, I think. We're gonna have Oh fun. yeah. Oh, alright. Gonna be a fun, fun time Can't with the boys. Wait. Yeah. Okay, well um thank you so much for listening, everybody. Mm-hmm. Evan, do you wanna say bye? Uh, goodbye. And uh, please, <laughs> uh write in with your thoughts. Yeah. Oh yeah, we don't have I, I was gonna do some um listener questions today, but we don't have any, so send some in. Send some in yes. and we'll do them next time. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye. Bye. Of dumb things you to can, say for the first time. You can half. interrupt with dumb things, but only if they're funny. Um. <laughs>